Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cloud overhead, hoping that I break down. Won't get a hold, won't determine fate. Today is a beautiful day because the Miami Heat did not trade for Kyrie Irving. Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat podcast, brought to you by the Believe Network as always. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. Had to come to y'all real quick to talk about this whole Kyrie Irving saga, which was crazy. Came out of absolutely nowhere. I was uh, in the living room just yesterday on the couch watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. Awesome show. I know I'm a little late to it. It's a very popular show. Uh, But we're catching up on it. Great show. So I'm tuned in. uh, Watching with my boy Thomas. Next thing I know, uh, he says, Kyrie Irving just requested a trade. Uh, he's a guy who thinks he's funny, but he's not. So I'm like, ha ha, very funny. Uh, meanwhile, uh, from the side of my eye, I see my phone across the room. Screen's lighting up. It's, it's on silent, but I see the screen lighting up. So I'm like, hold up a second. Pause the show. Let me get up. Go get my phone. And of course, I see all the notifications that Kyrie Irving has requested a trade. Now, before I get into Kyrie Irving, I want to pat myself on the back. I have never been more right about anything in my entire life than saying this rendition of the Brooklyn Nets are absolute frauds. I know I didn't have a platform four years ago when uh, when uh, the, the Nets got Katie and Kyrie, but as soon as they did, I said, this team does not scare me. Why? Because I'm not a fan of Kyrie Irving, and obviously, as a talent, he is one of the most skilled offensive players we have ever seen. But there is too much off-the-court baggage that impacts his availability. And to me, that is not someone who is a star player because they are not reliable. And I've never wanted that guy anywhere near my team. So sure enough, all my boys, just like everyone else, they all buy in. Oh, KD, Kyrie, this team's a championship contender. Well, obviously the first year uh, both those guys are hurt. KD misses the full year. Kyrie misses majority of the season like he usually does because he can't stay healthy. The next year you get those guys back. Get off to a slow start. They get James Harden. Another guy in the league that I'm not too high on because he is a habitual playoff choker. And again, all my boys, all the media, oh my God, who's going to stop the Brooklyn Nets? And I'm over here sitting saying, themselves? Am I crazy? Or is that three of the most sensitive, egotistical dudes on one team? I said, this is not going to work. I said, if, I said, Lord, let the Miami Heat match up against this team in the playoffs and we would smoke them. I said, there is no way this team gets out of the second round. Sure enough, Kyrie Irving injured again. James Harden, he's not in shape. He gets injured again. That's what happens when you have to wear a fat suit half the season just to demand a trade like some, some BS, man. You know, seeing these stars like this really makes me grateful for Jimmy Butler, a guy who all he cares about is winning. You know, quick tangent, uh, they had asked Jimmy Butler about not making the All-Star team, and, and he joked and he said, me? He said, I don't care. I'm going to be enjoying vacation. I'm glad Bam made it because Bam deserves it. I love having a star player that does not care about the accolades, does not care about the all-star appearances. He just wants to win a championship, and I love it. What happened when Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, James Harden, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, all these guys over the years, Rudy Gobert, don't make the all-star team. The first thing they do and say is cry. They go with the cryptic tweets on Twitter and the uh, social media stories and saying, oh, I mean, I think I deserve it as team, blah, blah, blah. Bro, Jimmy Butler doesn't care about that. And that's why I absolutely love him. So then you got the Brooklyn Nets, that big 
big three, quote unquote, of Harden, Kyrie, and KD only lasted like 14 games. Of course, James Harden demanded a trade because he doesn't know what the hell he wants. They bring in Ben Simmons, who is obviously much worse. That that has not worked out this year. He kept saying he was going to come back last year. Ben Simmons never came back because he doesn't play basketball. Certainly not having anywhere near a, a great year this year. He's just kind of a guy that's out there. And I say, this team doesn't scare me. It's always something with Kyrie Irving that comes up, whether it's the vaccine, whether it's the anti-Semitism, whether it's the health, whether it's the flat earther, whether it's he thinks the apocalypse is tomorrow so he doesn't want to play. It's always something with this man, and it's too much drama that I do not want on my team and I have never wanted. And as a Heat fan, I've seemed to be very much alone on this, saying that I do not want Kyrie Irving. But if he hasn't worked out anywhere else, why do you think he would work here? Okay, so back to the Brooklyn Nets thing. That era, the KD Kyrie era, can now be officially listed as a complete and utter failure to the highest degree. Something that I predicted as soon as those guys signed here and was even alleviated when I saw they got James Harden, who was another egotistical guy. So I could not have been more right about that team not being scared. And they won, what, one playoff series? And they're four years on the team? Utter failure, okay? So when you look at Kyrie Irving, obviously he won a championship with the Cavaliers. I did not forget that. That's what happens when you're with the greatest player of all time. And what happened those four years LeBron was back in Cleveland when Kyrie was hurt? They were still in the finals every single year. In 2015, LeBron damn near beat the Warriors just by himself, okay? And I know in 2016, Kyrie hit that big three, which is the most overhyped shot in NBA history because the game was tied. If he misses that shot, it's not like they lose the game and there was still a couple minutes left in the game. So I don't want to hear the people that say, oh, Kyrie Irving won LeBron the championship 2016. LeBron would have won without him because he almost did every single other year. But unfortunately, he won against the gauntlet that was the KD Golden State Warriors, okay? Then you have Kyrie demand a trade because he doesn't want to play with LeBron no more. Kyrie wants to be the guy because of his ego. He goes to the Boston Celtics. Of course, gets hurt again, right? Uh, That team goes to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie Irving. And then after constantly saying, this is where I want to be. I love Boston. This is my future home, demands a trade. Gets traded again to the Brooklyn Nets. That team still did nothing with him. Nothing. I don't want Kyrie Irving anywhere near this Heat team. I never did. There's people out here talking trade Tyler, trade first round picks, trade whatever gets to get Kyrie Irving because he can score and do this and that. Yes, ideally, if you put someone of his talent on the Miami Heat, they would be a phenomenal, seamless fit. Having somebody who is that capable offensively and quite frankly, that fun to watch. I'm not taking anything away from his game. Watching Kyrie Irving is one of the most fun things as a basketball fan to do. It it, it is so exciting. He has probably the best highlights of my lifetime. But it doesn't matter if he's not out there on the court. I'm not trading any assets for a guy who doesn't play basketball, who... Always, who is not reliable because you never know if he's going to wake up uh, someday with another controversy and bring a bunch of drama into a franchise who's built on having a culture of, of chemistry and hard work. Not that Kyrie's not a hard worker. I'm sure he is to get his kind of ability. But I just don't want that kind of unreliability on my team. Not to mention the anti-Semitism stuff, which that alone 
is a reason for me to not want him on my team, regardless if if everything else wasn't even a factor. That alone is, is a reason I don't want something on my team. And I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, you got to overlook that for the basketball talent. Well, if that's the case, would you go sign Miles Bridges? Because he's a good basketball player. No. Every team Kyrie leaves gets better. I think we're going to see that with the Brooklyn Nets. We saw that with the Boston Celtics who went to the NBA Finals without him. And we saw the Cavaliers be just as good without him as well. So I am thrilled that Kyrie Irving is not a part of the Miami Heat because that is not something I wanted to see at all. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. From a content creation standpoint, it would have it gave me a lot to talk about, you know, as Heat fans. It would have been kind of good. We could have got a lot, of, a lot of viewers and stuff. So from that aspect, it would have been good. But as a pure Heat fan who roots for this team and wants to win games, I'm glad he's not here. Because what would have happened is you would have sent over some assets for him. Not a lot because the, the Mavericks didn't give up a ton, you know. But he would have went to L.A. in free agency because I think that's where Kyrie wants to be anyways. He realizes that he needs LeBron after leaving him the first time saying, I don't need LeBron. I could be the guy. Well, guess what, Kyrie Irving? You can't. So I think that the Dallas Mavericks are going to be fine this postseason, maybe get to the second round, uh, maybe the conference finals again because of Luka Doncic. Uh, and Kyrie's going to leave in, in the offseason. So now you pre- I'm pretty sure you all know the package that the Mavericks gave up for Kyrie. It was Dorian Finney-Smith, Dinwiddie, and a first-round pick. Uh, there might have been some seconds too, but that's irrelevant. Uh, really two, two good pieces. So I, I don't want to act like that's just filler in a first round pick. Uh, Finney Smith is definitely a guy that I would have loved on the Miami Heat roster. Excellent three and D guy, a little bit down uh, on a three point percentage this year, but in his career, he's been then a, a reliable guy, uh, specifically in the corners, which is obviously very critical to this heat offense when it comes to spacing. Uh, I unfortunately don't think he's out there, uh, in the market anymore because obviously he was just traded. Uh, he can't be traded again unless they turn this into a three-team deal. Uh, and I don't think they would buy him out. I don't know why the Brooklyn Nets would do that. Uh, I guess from the Brooklyn Nets perspective, they still want to compete this year because they still do have Kevin Durant. Uh, and this gives them a couple nice pieces. Obviously, Dinwiddie had a had a pretty nice tenure with them uh, last time he was in Brooklyn. I want to get one thing straight, though. Uh, me bashing the Brooklyn Nets and not believing in them really just has to do with Kyrie Irving and James Harden when he was there. It has absolutely nothing to do with Kevin Durant, who I actually have the utmost respect for as a person and as a player. Although the whole, you know, burner account stuff, he is sensitive. But but still, I, I there's no doubt Kevin Durant is one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, and he's probably the greatest scorer of all time, in my opinion, as well. I think he can obviously be the best player on a championship team. You know, I would love him on the Miami Heat. I would trade every single thing the Miami Heat have to get Kevin Durant. If he were to become available again, back when he requested the trade, I was even contemplating Jimmy or Bam to get Kevin Durant. That's how special I think Kevin Durant is. I understand he's older, but I think he's the type of guy that if he's on your team, you have a championship window for every year that he's on your team. So even if that was only for another two to three years, I'll take that guaranteed two to three year championship window with Kevin Durant. So best case scenario, the Brooklyn Nets flame out. Uh, KD's boy, who we thought was Kyrie, maybe not, but it still sounds like they are. It just sounds like uh, Kyrie really wasn't happy with the Nets front office, had nothing to do with KD. But maybe KD is mad they traded his friend, and he demands another trade, and maybe the Miami Heat can get in there. Now, of course, 
it'd be unlikely they can get him just because from an asset standpoint, they obviously don't have very much, especially compared to someone like the New York Knicks who could trade like six first round picks. I think the Miami Heat would be able to trade three first round picks. Uh, And obviously, as far as doing anything this year, the poison pill makes Tyler Hero's contract more difficult to trade, uh, basically because as an outgoing salary, it'd be like $5 million. But as a our, on our books, it's like whatever it is, the, the 30 million. I'm here trying to explain the poison pill. To be honest, I don't understand it too much. Just know it's hard to trade Tyler's salary this year. Not impossible, but it just makes things difficult. Actually, what could make it easier is attaching him with bigger contracts, which the Heat do have, and Lowry and Duncan. So it's possible. I'd love Kevin Durant if he demands a trade again. Uh, I feel like if he was going to, he might have started hurting rumblings by now. I guess it's really only been less than half a day since uh, Kyrie demanding a trade. So maybe we'll come out. And if that's the case, best case scenario, uh, try to get in there for KD. Obviously, last time Phoenix and Miami was on his list. I don't know how much leverage he has because he's not a uh, impending free agent. Uh, But who's to say if the Sacramento Kings were to trade for him and he doesn't want to stay there, he could just demand a trade again because he's demanding a trade now with three years left. That's something we're seeing now from these star players. There's no longer... Uh, you no longer have a guy for the entire length of his contract. These guys can ask out whenever they want. So that's just my overall opinion on Kyrie and everything like that. Uh, obviously, we heard a little bit of, of chatter about him going to Dallas. Obviously, uh, they want to get Luka as much help as possible. Uh, ideally, anybody who could put up 20-plus points by themselves uh, is beneficial to Luka because Luka obviously needs some help offensively there. He can't do it all himself for an entire length of a season. Uh so, yeah, maybe Kyrie could help if he plays. We'll have to see how that goes. I just know I don't want to have to deal with him, and I'm glad he's not on this team. Uh, the Brook- the uh, Clippers were another team that was heavily rumored with Kyrie Irving. Uh, this has a little bit of impact on the Heat because, of course, we heard that Kyle Lowry was an interest of the Clippers as well. So, fortunately, they did not get Kyrie Irving, so maybe Kyle Lowry is still on their list. Uh, and if I have to pick one wish list item to hopefully have by the trade deadline, which is on February 9th in three days after you're listening to this, because uh, this should be posted, this is being recorded Sunday night, it should be up Monday, February 6th, is I just really hope Kyle Lowry is off this team. <laughs> I don't know what for. Uh, I don't know if it's for an expiring contract. I don't know if we have to attach a pick. I don't want to do that, but I think it'd be a win <laughs> in my book. I'm just getting really tired of watching him with all this money he's getting paid, just severely, severely underperform. Now, there is a, a certain list of trade target guys that could be out there. Uh, my guy, Adam Barai, who we've referenced a couple times on this podcast, uh, put out a list of guys that he not necessarily believes one of them will be on the Heat, but there's certainly a strong possibility that the Heat land one of these guys. So I just want to kind of go through the list real quick uh, and give my opinion on each guy. First guy he has here is D'Angelo Russell. Uh I am higher on him than a lot of people. Surprisingly, uh, a lot of Heat fans seem to be low on him, I guess because he's terrible at defense, and I understand pairing him with Tyler Hero could be a nightmare. But at the same time, I checked today, the Heat were near dead last in offensive rating, and D'Angelo Russell is a guy that can light it up. I think he might be an impending free agent. Honestly, I forget. Uh, But if he is, that would obviously be a benefit as well. But not super crazy on him because other guys on Minnesota certainly have my interest a lot more. Like Jared Vanderbilt, who we've heard a lot. I think he would be awesome on this team. Now, I'm contradicting myself. 
because I said they're one of the lowest in offensive rating and Vanderbilt provides nothing to the offense. But I'm also tired of watching fours, uh, opposing fours get their career high in the Miami Heat every night because Caleb Martin is just too small. No, no hate to Caleb. He's having a great year. He's just playing out of position. We've been talking about that every single episode. I would love Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt. I think to be an awesome starter next to Bam, especially now that Bam's extended his range to the mid-range, uh, so that might allow some more space just for everyone else because obviously there'd be spacing issues. Uh, not that Caleb is a, a shooter, but he's certainly more capable than Jared Vanderbilt is. I like Vanderbilt. I mean, Utah has a lot of guys, uh, but not Bogdanovich. Uh, Kelly Olynyk's been another one. I don't like Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk is slower than me, and I am a stereotypical slow white boy. I can't, I can't run. I can run, just not very fast. Uh, and Kelly Olynyk, watching him try to get out to the corners just to be 10 minutes too late and the guy already shot a wide open three was very frustrating to me in Olynyk's tenure here, which was kind of up and down. So I, I don't hate him, but he was just always a frustrating player for me to watch. Maybe it was the hair. I, I, I don't know. Uh, another guy that got Nas Reed would be awesome. Young guy. Another undrafted guy. I know there's been some talk on Twitter that the Heat fans are tired of Miami just going after undrafted guys because they're saying get Spo some drafted talent like a Cam Reddish, for example, and let him see what he can do with that. But still, Nasri is having a decent year. Uh, I think he could shoot the three ball a little bit. But again, he's just a power forward that, that can provide what this team needs. A little bit of size, not too big. He's, he's about probably Bam's height. Uh, but still, he's a four. This team needs a four. So for that reason alone, I like him. And I think he's good. Uh, another name, Robert Covington, a guy for who for some reason is not playing very much for the Clippers this year. They obviously have him and Mark, uh, Markeith, Marcus Morris, who would be great for the Heat because they're both fours. In uh, Covington's prime, he would have been perfect. A uh, very solid defender, uh, could shoot the ball well. Uh, the fact that he's not playing that much for the Clippers this year uh, when I think they could use him is a little concerning to me. Uh, obviously, Marcus Morris is the better player now, so if they could get him, I would absolutely love it. And he would be perfect. He can guard fours and he can score. Marcus Morris would be awesome. Do they have to trade a first round pick to get him? Probably. I'm not even going to lie to you. Do I want to do that? Not really because I don't want to trade first round picks for marginal upgrades. Basically meaning I don't want to waste assets if it can't put the heat in contention this year. I'd rather wait to the offseason and kind of gather up all your assets and then see what you can do then if that's when maybe a Kevin Durant asks out. Next name on the list, uh, Bohan Bogdanovich. I somehow read a report that the Pistons are planning to keep him. I don't know why, uh, but he's having a good year. He is a flat-out shooter, something that would be awesome next to Bam because you obviously have no doubts about the spacing. Obviously, the defense would leave something to be desired, but he's a scorer, and he could play to four. What, what, what more do you need for the Heat? I would absolutely love that. Uh, next guy we got here is John Collins. I think that fit is amazing okay John Collins is having a very down year shooting the ball but I I'm hoping that's an anomaly because he's been in trade talks for a year doesn't seem he's happy there I'm really hoping that's a case of get a guy in a new situation and he'll perform very well uh because if that's the case he's a great shooter specifically in the corners again just like we were talking with Dorian Finney-Smith he's super athletic so I think if you put him in Spoh's system and the Heat culture with the defense and everything, I think he'd be an awesome defender here. And he's young and he's athletic. And this team needs some more of that. So is Caleb Martin also, but I don't think you'd be getting rid of Caleb Martin in this trade. I mean, 
I guess supposedly, supposedly you, you might be actually, I, I don't know. But just the pick and rolls with Tyler, I'd love. Uh, even if uh, Lowry was still here, that's something Lowry can still do is, is uh, a little bit of facilitating. Uh, I just like the idea of having another guy that can go up and get the ball and having him next to Bam, two athletic monster lob threat freaks would be fun. And it'd be awesome. I really, really like John Collins. Uh, and if he came back to get back to his awesome three-point shooting, great pickup. Plus, his value doesn't seem to be too high. Uh, a lot of the reports out there are just that he's just kind of sitting around, uh, around waiting to be traded. Doesn't sound like the Hawks have much leverage there. I mean, I remember when the Miami Heat, Pat Riley got Victor Oladipo for Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> you know, maybe he can do it again. Uh, we'll see because I, I do like John Collins a lot. Uh, my guy Adam also on his list has half of the Hornets roster. Uh, we talked about this last episode after the Heat lost to the Hornets. You got the guys like Oubre and Plumlee and Rozier, PJ Washington. I like all those guys. I think to provide a great fit. Do I think the Heat can get any of them or anybody on this list? No, I, I really don't. Because like I just said, for them to get Collins, maybe they could swindle another team. But I don't think that's likely again. Unless the Heat trade uh, some of their first-round picks that they got, which, again, depending on a guy, if you're trading a first-round pick for Kelly Oubre, I'm mad. If you're trading a first-round pick for John Collins, maybe not so, because he's a guy that's still young and might have some star potential. Uh, And the last guy on this list that Adam has been obsessed with is OG Ananobi. Uh, We've talked about him on several episodes of this podcast already. He's an awesome player, and he is the perfect perfect player for the Miami Heat. We all know Spo switches everything. OG on Anobi could guard one through four. I think last episode I said some fives, probably not any fives, uh, but he can guard one through four and he could light it up from three. Uh, again, he's having another little bit of a down year shooting as well, but he's young. He's awesome. And defensively, my God, he is incredible. And you telling me you can have a closing lineup of, let's say, Gabe Vincent, Victor Oladipo, Jimmy, OG, and Bam. My God, other teams would have nightmares. For that reason alone, I might be willing to give up a first-round pick for OG, which is irrelevant because he would never go for a first-round pick because there's definitely teams out there that would trade two or three first-round picks for him, which the Heat, I don't think they would do. I think they, they could. They, they have the picks. I just don't think they would. Uh, I'm getting a Bleacher Report notification here about some LeBron uh, cryptic tweet. Let's see what that's about. See, that's what I'm telling you. All these stars be doing this. He he said, maybe it's me. That's what I'm saying. I don't like all these sub-tweeting stars that they do. I'm thankful. Every day I wake up and say I'm thankful for Jimmy Butler, even though I've been critical of him uh, multiple times on this podcast uh, because he's had games like uh, when he looks like he doesn't care. Uh, That he did lose two games uh, since the last episode they lost to the Knicks. Bam was awesome. It was a big game because the Heat are fighting in the standings with them, but the Heat are still one up on them, uh, and then the Heat lost to the Bucks. Jimmy was awesome this game, uh, but Giannis was too much. Uh, I bet the under on Giannis, dumb decision, uh, and the Bucks are won. The Bucks won. So uh, next game would be the day before the trade deadline against the Indiana Pacers, so the Heat have a couple days off, uh, and who knows? Maybe we see a completely different roster by then. Or right after. Uh, it's definitely going to be a really exciting next couple of days coming up. Uh, and then the couple of days uh, after that as well, after the trade deadline. So maybe we'll have a lot to talk about. Or maybe the Heat make no moves. And then we have the same old stuff to talk about. Which, 
It's fine by me because Amin just still kept your assets and didn't waste them like they did in the past for Trevor Ariza, for example. But anyways, that's all I got, man. If you disagree, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at AnthonyD underscore Heat and tell me why I'm an idiot for not wanting Kyrie Irving. And then I'm going to save all your tweets. And then when the, when the Mavericks get bounced in the second round because Kyrie decided not to play that day and he forces a sign trade to LA, I'm going to retweet you. And I'm going to tell you that I was right. Hopefully. We'll see. Anyways, that's all I got for this episode. I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Pull up in the city, trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill them off, yeah, I need a headspace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.